What is up, everybody? I hope you are doing fantastic. Um, we have a great show for you. Kyrie and I just indulged in some deep dish Chicago style pizza, which is super fitting because we are talking about the 90s Bulls today, the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Phil Jackson, Last Dance, Chicago Bulls, the dynasty that was a little before our time. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of kind of see what all this hype was about with this guy named Michael Jordan, who we never really got to see play. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna deep dive into it. We uh, we watched the episode like everybody did, uh, two episodes, excuse me, and it was really good, really really good. Um, it was really good to feel like. It felt like a sporting event. That's what I'm going to say first and foremost. It 100% felt like a sporting event. It's the return of forever, however long it stays around, but appointment television where you got to like get ready, sit down with yeah. the family or your friends or the crew or whoever, all at the same time. You got to put it on. There's going to be commercials, which we're going to talk about because I did not expect that. That was an interesting yeah. um, experience. But yeah, man, this is, first of all, amazing First two episodes, I was locked in for every second of it. Uh, it's like a 30 for 30 on steroids. It's amazing. Uh, I'm super excited to talk about this one and for the rest of the the episodes. Yeah, no, it was it was incredible. And so the doc was called The Last Dance, not to be confused with the Michael Bublé song, which is fire. Go check that out. I just had to get that in there for my mom. Um, and yeah, we're going to... Pretty much break down just the episodes, and we're gonna do a review going forward. After every every Sunday, we were a little late to this one. Really fun how we watched it. Um, my Wi-Fi decided it didn't want to work on like the biggest day of quarantine, so we huddled around my phone, put it on the Bluetooth speaker. It's great sound quality, but uh, the visual <laughs> visual was tough. We had uh, we were watching it huddled around an iPhone, so that just shows you how dedicated and excited we were about it and without further ado what were your initial thoughts on uh the opening scenes and the the setting of the scene so more than the the opening or the setting what i found really interesting was um this this doc was like not really in chronological order like it bounced around a Mm -hmm. lot which i actually really enjoyed um because obviously um, you learn in these episodes that they call this the last dance because, first of all, it was so like the first thing you realize is the front office and ownership of the Bulls, whack. Just they are like the weirdest. Like they they want all this like glory and credit for creating this dynasty, which I mean they do. They made some savvy trades to get Pippen and Kukoc, and they did all right. Yeah, Bukar right. Shout out Sacramento. Shout out Grove High School. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's just all these crazy things. But what what jumped out to me was like, maybe it's just because we watch like players have so much power today. Players had literally like Michael Jordan had power and that was it. Like they want Michael Jordan. Now I can't see the Bulls. This is so it starts out kind of at the beginning of Jordan getting drafted to the Bulls and kind of like their first couple of seasons or whatever. He won. In spite of the organization, not like because of. Well, this is at the beginning. So it's like he was just that much better. Yeah. Like I have in my notes here, like a quote, like 
somebody was saying he became the NBA's hottest draw, like hottest ticket within a year of like his first season in the NBA. And he was 21 years old. So, um, but quick side note that LeBron did that same thing at 18 years old. Anyways, um, we don't need to get into that. Yet. We're not getting into that. But yeah, he, it was almost like they wanted to like, they had this ego and like this, this, they wanted this recognition, like you were saying, but like for what? For doing their job, in yeah. a sense, you know? Like, and it was, I didn't realize, because, like, we, when we grew up, like, the Bulls have always been a big deal. They've always been one of the bigger markets in the NBA. They're in Chicago, which is, like, one of the bigger cities in the country. And then you, like, go back in the dock. And before Michael Jordan, bro, an indoor soccer team was, like, a bigger deal than them. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, it's it's insane, also, like, to think NBA about. in general, at the time, was was still not fully blossom or blossoming. No. So he kind of came in at the perfect time where he saved Chicago Ooh. sports. Yeah. And helped um, he took, thrust the NBA into like the modern generation. Yeah. So what pretty much what I noticed, um, yeah, that's a great point. Cause I mean, basketball is my favorite sport. Um, and so I've been watching, like I've watched a lot of docs before this. There's, there's a really good doc about Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And it kind of talked about how before them, like NBA Finals were on tape delays and stuff, those two kind of brought it into like, hey, this is like a national thing. Michael kind of was like, yeah, this is now a global, like this can be bigger than, like Michael Jordan, you realize very quickly into this, like he was not just the biggest like athlete on the planet, he was probably the most famous person on the planet. Like, Michael Jackson type level stuff. Like yeah, this guy was, stuff. they go to Paris and he's wearing his beret backwards and everybody, and like at the time, like everybody there was like, they were like place sold out for an exhibition game. Like mm-hmm. people, like other players are trying to get his like wristbands. Like it was, and that was really cool to watch. Um, but, and yeah, I mean, I just love just kind of seeing, I just feel like like LeBron, Growing up, you get such a like he's not he's not this like icon figure. He's like a regular guy who just happens to be the best player in the in the world. Mm-hmm. Where like to me, Michael Jordan has always been like this godlike figure. He's like untouchable. Yeah, and this is kind of humanizing him, which I think is a really cool thing. And it really, uh, yeah, you know, just not gonna get into the LeBron. We're not doing it. We're not getting into the LeBron comparisons too soon. And let me tell you, it's been the hardest six minutes and forty five seconds of my life. But okay, um, back to the the title of this doc itself, the Last Dance. So basically, this is centered around their final championship in the ninety seven ninety eight season. Yes, uh, where for some unforeseen reasons and circumstances or whatever beliefs that the front office of the Bulls had, they had predetermined basically that Phil Jackson, Scotty Pippen, a bunch of guys aren't returning to the yeah. organization. And then Michael Jordan had said, if they don't return, if, they, if they're not coming I'm back, I'm not coming back. Like I'm with them through and through. Yeah. So even, especially with that said, why would you not just ring them back? Like maybe they don't win another title, but you're going to the finals probably like, and I don't, I just don't understand why they had predetermined. This is literally like, so I took notes kind of like as we were watching it, so I didn't kind of forget a lot of little nuanced things like this. Like he told Phil Jackson, it, if you go 82 and now you're still not coming like, back. Like that makes absolutely no sense. Especially, like we said, they had three, they had five titles going into the season in, yeah. in eight years or whatever. Like 
I mean, they were. What do you, imagine, imagine uh, two years ago, right? Imagine before the season starts and the Warriors win their last title. Before the season even starts, they tell everyone basically like, "This is it." And not just like and, Steph, like and who, Clay, who Steve in the Kerr. world would let? Yeah, like the coach, the pl- best players. Who in the world would let those those Browns people keep their job? To today, no one. Like, no. That still stands as one of the craziest front office moves in sports history. It's so, just, yeah. I mean, it was crazy to me. Like, you go back and, and they haven't won a championship since. So no, like, I mean, they're yeah. Into one. It's like. That's what I'm saying. It's like this thing makes you like realize like, yo, if you have something, like hold on to it because it's very hard. Like you just need to get one good player, a couple good things happen, go your way, and then boom, you're title contenders for like the Warriors have and stuff like that. But uh, no, I mean the doc, yeah, I really like that it, you know, it, you got to see his North Carolina days mm-hmm. and it was like, because like some things you hear about Michael Jordan where it was like, oh, he didn't make his varsity team as a sophomore. And well, like, people hear that he got cut in high school, but he got cut from varsity yeah. as a sophomore. So yeah. it's not the same, but even but he is Michael Jordan. Right. You hear that, and then like you hear Roy Williams talk. By the way, Roy Williams killed it. Dope. Just so he dope. was so sick. The way he said friggin' was like the most like it got me ready. Like I wanted to go hoop. Like I was ready to go like try to dunk on somebody. That's the main thing that this this just got my competitive juices flowing. Like you hear about the Michael Jordan will to win, but when you hear him saying stuff like, I will literally go play alone or like not tell you that I'm gonna go play rehab from this injury. That was the wildest thing. So we're kind of skipped ahead a little bit. With we're kind of all over the place, but this was in episode two. I guess they kind of came out at the same time, so yeah. we're putting them in one block. But he he got hurt in his second season, broke his foot, broke his foot, and it was a pretty bad break where it was taking a lot longer to heal because they didn't like, really know. Yeah. There actually was a chance that it would never heal properly. Well, that's what the doctor said. I think they paid him off to make him seem tougher, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> so yeah, they they basically told him like you're done, and they also weren't that good. So they were trying to get like a high draft pick. So like, you know, if Michael Jordan sits out a lot of games, we'll lose a lot of games, which is funny how teams are still doing that to this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it's like, like the right know, move. But Michael's he, like, no. But Michael's just straight up like, no, we aren't throwing anything. We aren't losing anything and ended up bringing them back into the playoffs. They ended up making the playoffs that year. So Wait, um, what, what was their, what was their record? <laughs> funny you asked that. They actually had 30 wins that season and it was the least amount of wins to ever for a team ever to make the playoffs. There also were two less teams at the time. That's insane. But like, I still don't like that stat very much. They also got swept in the first round uh, by the Celtics. Anyways. um, Yeah. He, the story goes, he went and told them that he was going to go back to school, but ended up actually just hooping, just hooping with the team at North Carolina and, worked himself into shape. So when he goes back to the Bulls, they give him his little exam and they're like, yo, your injured, supposedly injured foot is stronger than your other foot. So like, what are you doing? Or what were you doing? He's like, yeah, I was just hooping like this whole time. Which is sick to be honest with you. That is an insane like uh, individual. Let yeah. me tell you that. No, I mean, it was really cool to see him. Like I will, you know, like I always, I'm a known LeBron guy, but to see like what people talk about, which is just, he's like will to win, do whatever. 
that was really cool. And you could see, um, I really love like the background they did with his family where they just had a competitor. Like my favorite thing was like, yeah, if you beat his older brother, you yeah. had to fight. You're fight. <laughs> like, they, it was just like, yeah, we would like, I just didn't lose. So like, if you beat me, uh, we're fighting. Like, and it was that's like, it sometimes. and that's how Michael Jordan got, got, you know, to where he did. And, um, but yeah, it was just so, it was crazy. Cause like you brought up the Celtics and like that 86 Celtics team was like regarded as one of the best teams the best ever. And then you see Michael Jordan, who's just so much more athletic than everybody on the awesome. court. Like it was wild to see a young Michael Jordan just give give them 63, which is still the record to this day in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like double overtime game, but still he led his team and carried his team. Yeah, in that whole series, even though they they got swept but it was like to a team that was like one of the best teams of all time that team wasn't losing that year like they had a really solid squad i think they had like four or five hall of famers on their team but yeah so back to that season there was some turmoil because after hearing that michael jordan was rehabbing on his own against the the you know instructions of his team the doctors and stuff they basically got like butthurt about it and told put him on a seven or seven minutes per half minutes restriction yeah. And somewhere out there at their homes, all the, uh, what do you call it? Load management warriors are, <laughs> are cheering because they heard that someone was doing that, you know, back in the late eighties or whatever. But yeah, I was just like, what are you guys even thinking? Like he's obviously number one, healthy enough to play, but then you're going to limit him because you want to lose. But then he literally tells you, I'm not with that. And so there was one time they had, uh, I think it was kind of later in the season or whatever, but they were losing the game. It was like to make the playoffs. Yeah, Michael Jordan brings them back, and then he hits his limits minutes restrictions. Fourteen so, minutes. So left. Jerry Cross, the GM, comes down out of the stands and yanks him out of the game himself, basically. And you can see Michael Jordan just like pissed, just so mad, beside himself. Like, what in the world are you doing? And I actually have in my notes that uh, they mentioned that that forever soured his relationship with. The Bulls front office, because he basically at that point was just like, you don't trust me. You don't want to win nearly as much as me or maybe even at all. So just like, basically, I don't trust you. I'm going to do yeah. what I need to do which to get is, my rings. Which I always thought that was crazy because I was like, so in your entire career, year two, you knew you didn't like your front office and you were still able to like. But that's why it's like. But he also got Phil Jackson. So like. So the front office did a really everything. good. Like, I think. I think the front office in this doc literally kind of like, yeah, they, I mean, I don't like them, but I think they get like smacked a little too much. Like they put together the perfect team around him and they kept solid role players. Like they had the best rosters. They had the best coach. They had everything. And I mean, like we were talking about Scotty Pippen was third in MVP, MVP voting one year. The year Michael Jordan retires, they go, you know, what, 55, 55 wins? Or something yeah, like so it's just – but then the way it ended, it's like it makes no sense. It's just – it sucks how it happened, but – It really does. Actually, it's good you brought that up because there's – I have another quote written down from Magic Johnson this time, and he said the Bulls didn't become great until the GM assembled a better, assembled a better team around Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, uh, I mean – that just shows you right there. They had their highs and lows. You know, he, they didn't really know what was going on. Or they, didn't, they didn't know what they had. But once they figured it out, they got six rings out. Michael Jordan said it. He was like, there's no Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Phil Jackson said he, he thought he could have been the second best player in the NBA at the time. Which, yeah. 
a lot of bias there. But um, but you, I mean, that I, just shows you like people are are willing to even say that. Yeah. But no, it was uh, I, all in all though. Like in terms of the doc, I was thinking about it like after we watched it, and I was like, I feel like I already know so much. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be really cool to kind of see like where they take it from here because like I just want to know like our bark because we saw a little bit of um, what's his name uh, when when Georgetown and North Carolina played Patrick Ewing yep. he he was in it and he was talking about that and I just felt kind of bad I felt like Patrick Ewing he just kind of got owned by Mike throughout his whole career like from yeah. college to <laughs> yeah actually to, to the Knicks versus the Bulls. It's just going to be a tough, tough go for uh, our boy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, oh, God. We haven't got into Robin yet. We also got to get into Scotty Pippen's really? contract situation, which they talked about a lot yeah. in the first two episodes. That was like the whole second episode was yeah. really about that. And it was just like, you were. I was shocked. Like, I was like. I never knew Scotty ever even got angry. No. Like, I didn't know that he was a kind of an ornery player back then. No, yeah, what, like, dude, he, like, could you some, imagine? Some could say that he was a little bit of a drama king at the time. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't say that, but, I mean, if they had, like, today's, oh, they had today's media t- cycle, they would, of course, be saying that, like, he's whining, he's complaining, like, he kind of got himself into a bad deal or whatever. Oh, see, I think I think today's media would be like, no, he deserves his money. Go get your money to, like, sit out, like, whatever. All the players be tweeting about it. Like, I think... I think back then everyone was like, well, you signed it. Like, you know, you did like what you did. And also I think the owner, um, Reinsdorf was saying he told Scotty. Not such a I, I do not believe that for a second. Honestly, like if the owner of the, the organization that I was going to like sign this extension with told me the owner, like the guy, the boss, the owner of the organization told yeah. me not to sign it. I wouldn't sign it. You mean to tell me that Scotty signed it against Reinsdorf's direct. Well, I mean, he like. There's no it. way that he. It's tough, bro. Like you, I mean, I, I, I understand his family situation. Yeah, which they talk that's about, where uh, I was like, his dude, dad and his brother. You're telling me like seven years being the 18. Like I, I that that is well, like given his status in the league. But you never know. I mean, how many players have we seen like you know get hurt or whatever or something happens and you know you sign a two or three year deal and now. You got nothing going for you. I mean, like seven years and like that. It's just the there's a seven year contract. That's crazy. That doesn't happen today. No, not at all. Like the max is four. Like four or five. Yeah, and five is your extension. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because Scotty. I mean, like he should have been properly like taken care of. Yeah, I mean, after you went a couple times, back like, okay, we're restructuring this, buddy. But I mean, and I don't really know how to sign because I was looking at like salary numbers. At one point, I think Mike was making $33 million. And then, like... I believe he's the reason why they have a max contract. So that they basically, like, found a way to pay him more. Yeah. Because then everybody else was, like, 1.6, 2.4, 4. 4.1. I'm like... And then I... That's what kind of... It made me kind of mad. Because I was like, dude, why are you calling this guy? Like, it's easy to call somebody selfish when you're making 33 <laughs> times the amount of money. Like, I was just like, dude, like... People like Braun go, you know, get Tristan Thompson his money. Go get all their guys who probably don't deserve it, and you get end up screwed. But it's like, oh, I don't know. Just That's, that bothered that me. is one point that I would like to bring up about LeBron, where he will get his guys paid, like whether they are attached to his 
good friend and agents agency or not. But like Michael Jordan was basically like mad at Scotty Pippen for getting his surgery and like missing part of the season or whatever. Like obviously he wants to win. He's about the team, but like at the same time, it is a business and you know, he has a family, you know, he has people to take care of. Why would you almost ostracize him in a way because he's doing what's he thinks is right for him? Like, yes, yeah. that's, that's selfish to be honest. Yeah. Like that is selfish. So no, that's true. Um, but my yeah, one of my favorite lines that was Scotty's like, Yeah, I was gonna get the surgery. I'm not gonna ruin my summer. <laughs> <laughs> I like, love that. Like, dude, I was like, dude, and he like it was just crazy because you Phil was like, Yeah, we literally had to tell Scotty to like stop yeah. like tearing it into the freaking the the GM. Krause, yeah, yeah. He hated Krause. Jerry Krause so much that he would like openly on the bus. Openly roast him and, and curse him out on the team bus, like I've never heard of something like that in today's sports world. Yeah, seriously. I actually do want to ask you a question, though. Who do you think is currently more hated right now, Kraus or Carol Baskin? Carol Baskin. You think? Oh, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Because, like, I think, like, yeah, Kraus still has a job to do, and, like, whether he does it poorly or very well, he's still doing what he believes, and he actually did it very well because they have six rings in eight years or whatever. So, yeah. Or nine years. I thought eight years. Was it? Well, no, Michael Jordan retired. No, I think it's eight. So he did a fine job, but it's like Carol Baskin <laughs> is on a whole nother level of scummery. Okay. Like, sure, Scotty Pippen got screwed over with his contract, but like, who knows what Carol Baskin's up to? Scheming for sure. Also, my boss did a, a face swap on TikTok and they low key look alike. Carol it's Baskin. Crazy. And Jerry Cross. That's crazy. <laughs> dude oh god it's so funny how like yeah no but oh god it's a the doc i can't even like it it, i just love that we're doing like we get to talk about like live ish sports yeah i call it live sports literally that's all we got but uh but yeah i also want to talk about the commercials found out facebook is now the facebook company I would like to talk about the commercials as well. I have a note that's like, uh, commercials, question mark. Like, I didn't know that it was live te- like cable television. I yeah. thought it was all streamed on demand where you could just watch that was gonna, yeah, they're gonna two straight through. hours. I don't have to move or anything. I was getting up to go to the bathroom, getting snacks, refilling yeah. my water. Like, it was like old, the old school. The yes, old days. Like, yeah, discussing it during commercial break. Like, yeah. uh, it was super fun. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see what they do going forward. Um, something that really, like, like, I guess we could talk, uh, let's talk about first, like, what, I guess, because it's all based around the 97-98 season. Mm-hmm. Who who did they beat? Was it the, the, the jazz? jazz? They beat the Jazz. So I wonder if, like, Stockton and Malone are going to get in there. But That'll be cool. Later in the- I'm excited. But, uh but yeah, because what was crazy too is like right now they um, they like in in an episode two it was pretty much like without Scotty they were like they didn't win on the road like mm-hmm. they were kind of like an average team they went to like double OT with the Clippers who at the time were like the worst team in the, the league stock of the NBA yeah so I thought that was really interesting as I mean I guess we can get into it like. No, Kyrie doesn't want to do it. We're not but, getting into it. Not yet. Um, but no, I just thought okay, it was... Okay, we can get into this. A little bit. We are both 
clearly huge LeBron fans, and yeah. I'm not here to say that LeBron is like clearly the best player of all time. They are they are one A and one B in my eyes, and LeBron's not even done yet. So basically, I am hypothesizing that by the end of LeBron's career, he will be in more people's eyes the best player of all time. And because some people today think that it's not even close, and I'm just like, how can you say that? I don't understand what else LeBron can do. But like, we are going to release um, after the Jordan Ducks fully over. We will release the official decide pod Jordan versus LeBron. So, and it's not even really going to be a debate. I'm going to tell you that right it's now. It's going to be a Jordan Rose session, but like, that's fine because we've had to deal with this our whole lives where the older, our parents' generation, whoever have passed down the legend of Michael Jordan, but not necessarily like the whole history of his career. Yeah. Um, like, like they, they talk about the finals and like, that's it. It's like he only played six years in the NBA. Yeah. Basically. So, and I'm like, LeBron's in year 17 and he's still one of the best players in the league. He's out here and he's not ganging on fools. And he's not done yet. Right. So it's like, you're comparing a former, uh, ended career with a still unfinished story. So it's like, no, like LeBron retired in 2012 or something. Yeah. It's just weird. No, it definitely is. Um, and it's definitely kind of, it's pretty, it's, I mean, we're going to, we're going to save it, but there, there were just some moments that stuck out. Um, like the 63 point performance, which was super impressive. I'll just say that like after LeBron went 55 against put 55 up against the Warriors game one, everybody on the next day was saying, Oh, this is Jordan winning the loss that game. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, but same thing happened and he did. And it's just also that was in the finals. Jordan did that in the first round. And it's like, yeah. And but we're not doing it. We're not getting into it. We're not getting into it. But um yeah, I don't know. I will say this: that there, there is some things like, like that. But I, me and Kyrie, we both follow like um, you know sports media on a day to day basis, and it was just like after those two episodes that like people thought like, oh, th- we told you like people see now that he's that. It's like how how did that? The first, how did the, the first intro, two episodes? Yeah, the intro swung you again like yeah. back on Team Jordan like. Like, they didn't even tell you anything. The second yet. episode was literally all about like Scotty Pippen. Right. I had nothing to do with Michael Jordan. And um, no, I'm just, I'm going to, it's going to be fun to see like, I, I kind of want to learn about like Michael Jordan off the court. Like everybody hears the gambling stuff, but I can't wait for them to go into details about that. But I mean, just this is another thing. We can't even help it at this point. He went, they said that Michael Jordan went golfing before one of those finals games with Danny Ainge. Like, yeah, right. Right. Like, People today are always complaining about players being too buddy-buddy. And the leader of that buddy-buddy crew for a lot of people is LeBron James. So, do you think LeBron's, you know, hanging out with Clay Thompson? No. Like, are you – what? No. Not golfing with him before. And it's like, we're doing it, but I don't – we got to – We will have more in-depth and, um, I guess, more serious and, like, fact-based discussion – at the end, like I said, at the end of all this, but yeah, you can just really appreciate the greatness and the power of Michael Jordan at a time when basketball players almost like had none. Like he made so many people worldwide, like you were saying, not only want to play basketball, but like follow the NBA specifically. Yeah, and follow the Chicago Bulls. So it was you like, gotta give it up for that. Yeah, I mean, I, like it felt like to me at a time like that. He 
he was like legit bigger than the NBA. Like if if you rooted for Michael Jordan, like it it wasn't. Like I feel like yeah, like everybody could just root for the Bulls. And like it was almost like, like there's three teams. It was like the Bulls, the Lakers, and the Celtics. Literally, like, that was it. yeah. Knicks maybe if you're like New York, okay. but like yeah, you know what I mean, like bigger market type thing. But like everybody else in the country is like, yeah, we're gonna like root for Michael Jordan, and people were probably like, yeah, it's chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to ask you like. What was your favorite part of the doc? Like, what was your, I guess, I keep coming back. Like, what are you most excited to see going forward? And then, like, what kind of, like, made you angry? Or, like, what was your, like, least favorite part? Um, I can go back to the least favorite part was when the, the owner was talking about Scotty Pippen's contract and how he, I was just like, that felt like gross. Felt out, dirty. Like, slimy. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, now you're going to say that because it's 20 something years later and, you're on TV, but was that really what you were doing? Anyways, that's yeah. not that big of a deal. We're only two episodes in. I'm sure I'm going to get some uh, more ripping stuff later. Uh, my favorite part was all the Phil Jackson stuff. I've always been a huge fan of Phil Jackson, despite him coaching the Bulls and the Lakers and teams I despise. But he just seems like such a chill and, and um, yeah. grounded individual. And, like he had like he would make a book and like make his teams like circle up. He had like a theme for a year. Right. So he would he would basically like lay out the theme and the ideology and like the plan practice number one, meeting number one. And I think that is such a lost art in sports to where yeah. they're always like, this is a day by day, you know, like just focus on your job today kind of thing. But it's like, no, you do have, there's these, like a micro systems, and a macro, right? You have these systems that you need to put in place. You have all these different things you need to, to build on to win a championship at the end of the season. So, um, and then just, he's like the Zen master. So him dealing with Rodman, and Jordan and Pippen and uh, Paxson and all these guys. Like, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. And then, so what are you most likely, uh, like, what are you looking forward to or what do you want to see going forward? I want to see Rodman, man. I want to see the Rodman shenanigans. I want to see how in the world he would, like, not sleep for a week and then go dominate a playoff game. I want to see, like I said, how he, given that they haven't mentioned Dennis Robin at all, and they're talking about how serious Michael Jordan is, how serious Phil Jackson is, how serious, you know, everything is about what they're trying to do. And then you just have this guy, Dennis Rodman, come into town and, like, yeah, he's, like, the craziest character Dating the NBA has yeah, yeah. ever seen. So I'm so excited for this. Did you watch that Dennis Rodman doc? Yeah, I watched some of it, most of it. Most, most of it? it? Yeah, so I actually it. fell asleep during some of it. Really? Oh, that way. it was really good. So I, I highly recommend any of you guys to see that. No, yeah, it'll be good to see it from like Jordan's perspective. Like, I want to hear his like because Jordan. I feel like he's never talked about what he, how he felt. You know what I mean? Going through all that. Like you talk about, yeah, I wanted to win. Blah 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 blah. Like service level stuff. But you never. I don't think anyone's ever heard Jordan like speak on his teammates, you know what I mean? Like any Jordan, I feel yeah. like this is like the first time I'm hearing this guy speak. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I got, there were times when I was listening to it. And I was like, dude, I've never heard this guy talk this much. Like he's like, he's expressing like, he's getting like kind of emotional. Yeah. Like you just hear him talk like a regular guy. And it's yeah. just such like a foreign concept to me. Like that, that's been such a cool, other cool little, like weird thing that I didn't think would be such a big deal that I noticed like 15 minutes. And I was like, wait, I'm getting so much information about this guy that from him sitting in a chair. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I really hope they like deep dive. And I know it's like mostly about, you know, it's called last dance, but I, I want to deep dive and see how, like, cause something I noticed, and this is a weird thing about me is like, for when I'm 
when I meet somebody for the first time or I always notice their shoes first. It's like the first thing I notice. It's just the drip check, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I was just watching the doc and it was just like everybody obviously on the Bulls had Jordans on. And so I just wanted to like, I don't like they don't need to have like a whole episode on it, but like like five or ten minutes, I'm just like, did the Jordan brand like affect the team at all, or like you know how how did it how did like Jordan's like probably received yeah like how did his teammates handle I guess his fame on like his nobody brand? had no one had no okay one. well like people had like a signature shoe like a lot of people have nowadays, but nobody had like the LeBron the Jordan the, yeah their their own addition of like a yeah like before it's basically jordan, their own brand of shoe before jordan i remember converse had a larry bird shoe that was green and white and a magic johnson shoe that was purple and gold and like that was it and but they were just like the they're same, the same model, shoe but just different colors yeah it was like, like a different color way. the bird shoe <laughs> the magic shoe <laughs> those classical type commercials but uh no i mean yeah because i mean like jordan jordan brand in general i mean is such a big part of like the culture yes yeah, like the culture everything like to this day i mean if, if a jordan silhouette drops like that thing is getting sold out and is like the biggest hottest deal in like streetwear yeah. like so i'm really i'm really interested to see how or if they talk about it or if anything like that they have to mention it, it they was, have they to. had the band like they banned his shoes because of the it was against the NBA's colorways or whatever. Yeah, it's like a very famous, yeah, very famous story because they like didn't like the black on the red or something it had to be black and white or some something stupid like high school uniform type rules. Where yeah, just like, sorry like that, that my drip is just <laughs> way too advanced for you. Yeah, but seeing him, seeing him in those ones, that was clean as hell. Like I'm not gonna lie. Okay, the young Mike. Just think about the power that he would have. Like not only is he young and like super athletic but he's saucing you in his own shoes and like his teammates have his shoes on too and they're winning rings on you and it's just like it's probably so demoralizing yeah. like not I mean, only this I, guy's like the flashiest the coolest the best most popular everything most and they're winning all the time yeah and he's skilled and he's like wants to win more than anyone else seemingly dude so. he had incredible drip i've been seeing a lot of throwback like like uh bro that kangol backwards kangol is next level drip was that the one um, when he pulls up to like the practice facility and like doesn't even park his car he just like gets out <laughs> like, leaves his car in the middle of like the parking lot walks into the, the gym or whatever and he's got like his his kind of like longish tracksuit on with the kangol yeah. backwards and the speed shades. Ooh, oh god! That was Getting that of Ferrari. Drip. No, dude. The, my favorite. I saw it today. I don't even know what it was, but it was like the shorts and the shirt were like this print, like this purple, yellow, black print that was like this weird abstract thing. It was the swaggiest. Thing. I was like, I don't know where that is, but I wanted to buy it. I was like, I could rock that. He had like some what looked like New Balances on with like the crew socks, and I was like, dude, this guy. Seems I was like, I understand why people say he's the best because, like, everything off the court was, like, the best, too. Like, everything he did at the time was elite. Like, there was no – there was no chink in his armor. It was I, like – I really just get the sense I can't – again, I just can't avoid this. It's the same as LeBron where, like, either you love him to death or you can't stand him. because Because it's, it's like he's so great that he's polarizing automatically. Yeah, he, he, the dude on is. and off the court, like they're kind of involved in a lot of things. You can't avoid them. They have the name, like he had Jordan, 
you have LeBron, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, the most athletic. They got the shoes. They, I don't know. It's kind of just – it's very similar, to be honest with you. Oh, it's super similar. Yeah. And it's, like, if he joins a team or, like, if he is working out at this gym, like, everybody's on notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, and I'll say, like, um, yeah, another thing that just kind of made me, like, uh, I guess, like, just just appreciate it in the moment. Because I think, like, saying, like, if LeBron came out and said, like, yo, this is my, like, last year. This is the last, like, time where, like, when the Bulls saying like, this is it. Like, this is the last dance. Like, yo, appreciate it because we're not going to – we can debate and do all this stuff. But, I mean, you just see the people, how they, like, appreciated it. And it was just such a – it was the Beatles. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was so big. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm really – I'm, like – I'm just interested. Like, what are – like – what is going to happen in these next eight episodes? There's I feel like I already know so much. I keep saying that. There's also that, a lot they haven't covered. Like they haven't gotten into any finals talk. They haven't gotten yeah. into any Rodman talk. They haven't gotten into really any Phil Jackson talk. Besides, he came up yeah. with the term "the last dance." So there's a lot. There's a lot of ways they could go. They didn't even talk about like the draft where he got drafted below. No, they talked about that. I mean, not really. Like the whole story behind like what happened to Sam Bowie versus what happened to Michael Jordan versus what happened to King Olajuwon like yeah but it, I mean they, they brought up how like Clyde Drexler was with Portland so they were going to get a center everybody knew Akeem was going away because Akeem is the dream and well he's based dog. on what they said about him at North Carolina yeah it's almost like no what it really reminded me of and it kind of is bumming me out that you're currently wearing this shirt is it reminded me of the Kings not drafting Luka Doncic because we had De'Aaron and Buddy and, and that's whatnot. a good point like Sure, you have those players at the time, but like if you believe and like you honestly believe, I'm not sure if the Kings believe this about Luca. Um, but if you believe that this player is transcendent, you draft him regardless of your current roster. Totally, totally. And like I just think if Portland did that, they would have been a lot better off. Well, yeah, you have Clyde and Michael, but teams, but yeah, but teams also weren't thinking. Teams were thinking a lot more like by position. Yeah, there was, was a lot less, more like, pink-centric back then. So yeah. Like if you had two, I mean, they talked about it. Like, quote-unquote, shooting guards where they didn't even really shoot back yeah. then. Which, like, like, again, the game was just so different. But And, and people, like, I mean, like, they all talked about, oh, Michael Jordan's not going to do much because he's not a seven-footer. They literally said, like, this guy can't dominate the league because Dr. he's Dre short. said that. I was, or, yeah, or, like, Clyde Frazier. Yeah, Clyde Frazier said that. And we were just like... Bro, aren't you, like, a guard? <laughs> aren't you a dominant player? In the yeah. League? Like, didn't, yeah, he won the title with the Knicks. Like, what? First of all, saying that is just weird. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah. Um, we're looking forward to it. Do um, you have any final thoughts and final reviews? I think we're getting to... In here a little bit. No. No? Can't wait for the, everyone to sit down on Sunday. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, make sure you tune in. Even if you're like not a huge basketball fan, this is more of like just a American history thing at this point. No, honestly, if you're not even a sports fan, like I have so many people like that I work with that aren't, I mean, obviously we kind of work in sports media and stuff, but like they don't themselves watch a lot of sports, especially not 90s basketball, NBA stuff. Everyone that I talked to about this said it was a riveting yeah. documentary. Like it's just very cool. well-made, great production. It took a lot of time on it. So it's ESPN. They have a lot of money, you know, Disney and all that. They pumped a ton of money. So it's, it's And you're great. quarantined. And you have nothing else to You're do. quarantined on a Sunday. And there's no Game of Thrones anymore. So get over it. Um, yeah. I'm excited. We have sports. Sports are back. 
Um, that's going to wrap it up. We're going to try to post these. This one kind of came kind of late because we've been having some technical difficulties, but we are going to be reviewing these and trying to get them out to you. ASAP. Ferg. Um, so yeah, stay safe. Love you guys. Um, go LeBron. Bye.